then Town Hall, Wynyard, Circular Quay, St. James and On the 9th of February 2023, I found myself sitting in the corner of a sidewalk. I was officially homeless. And the worst part is, I knew that it was going to happen, yet I actively chose not to do anything about it. Let me explain. This happened shortly after I came to Australia. I could not lease under my name, so I moved in with some guys by taking a sublease. They were great people, and I enjoyed my time with them. However, they did not tell me beforehand that I'd only be able to live there for 3 months. One day, one of the guys just came in and broke the news to me. They were moving out of Sydney and they will evacuate our current home in two weeks. I was a little unnerved by it because now I had two weeks to find a place to live by myself and I was still new to Sydney and I did not have a proper income for someone to lease a place to me. So I made a few phone calls and texted some listings that I saw on Facebook marketplace and that was pretty much it. Over the next couple days, I did not make any effort whatsoever to find a new place. I thought I'll sort it out eventually and I still had time. So I went about my days watching TV shows and enjoying my new life in Sydney and going to a job that I did not care about. I kept deluding myself until one day I did not have time anymore. Now I had five days till I had to evacuate and I still did not apply to any more places. The reality started to creep in and with every passing day I kept getting more and more nervous. I frantically applied to a ton of different places and my dad's friends tried to look on my behalf as well but there was no response from any agencies. It was finally the day of moving out and everybody had left the place except for me. The whole house was empty with only my room intact as if nothing had happened. There was no fridge or washing machine and I had to eat cup noodles and take out every day. After pleading my situation to my current agency, they let me use the place for a few more days until the new tenants moved in. I had to stop going to work and started looking for a house full time. And after a lot of struggle, Lo and behold, I have managed to find a place in the next three days. Only when my hands were tied, I took action and I made it work. The reason that I'm telling you this story is that it took me three to five days of seriously looking to actually find a new place to stay. It wasn't that hard, but it was definitely uncomfortable. Yet if I actually made use of the two weeks that I had, I would have been much less stressed and I could definitely find a better place. And I knew I had to eventually. But I just did not want to go through the discomfort at the moment. I let temporary comfort distract me from the inevitable discomfort that I would have to go through anyways. And as a result, it led to even greater discomfort. This event taught me a great lesson and I hope you've been able to capture the essence of it as well. Change is difficult and we'd rather stick to what we know than change our behaviors because changing will require us to step into the unknown. No matter how small a change may be, the human brain always fears the unknown, and as such, you feel like you'd rather stick to the miserable place you are in now than be uncomfortable by trying something different. And that comfort is the thing that is ruining your life. You keep going back to your shitty job because you're afraid that going to 10 new places will get you rejected. You keep staying in the toxic friend group because you're afraid of putting yourself out there and finding new ones. You don't find a partner because you're afraid of going out and approaching someone because you fear public rejection. You're comfortable where you are and the idea of losing that comfort makes you fear giving up what you currently have. 
even if that means that you can find greater comfort. Your mind likes to feel secure and it will latch on to anything that has been in your life for a while and even if that is toxic for you. And the worst part is you may be fully aware that the thing you are doing or the person you are with is not good for you and you know for a fact that you need to change. But even then, you will feel uneasy to do so because your mind will haunt you day and night for that little sliver of comfort. This is the power that your mind holds on you. It's making you a slave to comfort and security even at places that are quite literally damaging the long-term health of your mind. There's something in life you just gonna get through when you tell yourself, I'm gonna get through this. If you are ever in a similar boat, you would recognize that these comfort-seeking patterns exist in yourself as well. And I would like to tell you a very simple truth. You would think that trying to be comfortable would help you, right? After all, you're working hard all day so that you can be comfortable at the end of the day. But something is missing. You keep getting burnt out, you're doing your work, you're getting your paycheck, and in the pursuit of some material pleasure, you burn all of it. You chase comfort and you almost got it, yet you're not happy. So how come you got the comfort that you are looking for, but it doesn't make it any better? And the very simple answer is, comfort doesn't equal to happiness. Binge watching anime on Netflix will never make you happy when you keep clicking on the next episode. Eating junk food like a pig will never make you feel happier about your body getting riddled with poison. And sleeping in will never make you feel better about life over going outside with your friends. All of these are comfort seeking activities that you do on a daily basis. And how many times have you truly ever felt happy seeking discomfort? How many times did you feel like this was the peak experience of life? And how many times did you feel like this is your purpose? You are unhappy because your subconscious knows that you could be doing better. You are unhappy because you are not finishing your tasks on time and you lose faith in yourself. You are unhappy because you broke the promises that you made yourself. You are unhappy because your actions are not aligned with who you want to be. You are unhappy because you are trapped. Same job, same tasks, same routine that is not conducive to a better future. And yet, you actively choose to do nothing about it. If you stop, quit, throw the towel. I promise you there's no distance you can travel far enough to find that dream again. For it is dead. Athletes need to challenge themselves with approximately 4% higher difficulty than what their current capability is in order to improve in their sport. You can use a similar approach in your life to grow out of your comfort and make the right decisions for yourself by placing yourself in these zones of 4% higher discomfort than what you're used to. But the only problem is, when it comes to real life complexities, 4% is a very arbitrary number. You can't measure the discomfort that you're facing in terms of percentages. So the level of discomfort that you actually have to go through to improve your life becomes very vague. But one thing is certain, you have to grow out of your comfort zone and embrace discomfort to get to that fulfillment through improving yourself. Anytime you had to go through a tough season in your life, you almost always came out of it physically or mentally stronger. But you may not have always expected or wanted to go through these in the first place. Let's take a minute to classify these different kinds of discomfort inducing events. Broadly speaking, there are three types of discomfort. The first one is unavoidable discomfort. These are events that are totally outside of your control that put you in a state of great discomfort. This could be things like death of a loved one, encountering an accident, or even just falling down the stairs. 
There's nothing you could have done to avoid these kinds of discomfort, so rather than blaming God or the universe or even yourself, it would serve you much better if you just acknowledge that something unfortunate happened and move on. There's no point worrying yourself about something that you could not have controlled in the first place. The second one is imposed discomfort. These are tasks that are placed on you by someone else that you feel morally obligated to do. This could be your parents asking you to do groceries for them, or even your boss asking you to do a certain job for him. If it were up to you, you would probably not choose to do these, but once given to you, you have no choice but to do them. Once again, this is largely outside of your control, so the best thing you can do is accept it as it is and move on. Or if it bothers you way too much, you can detach yourself from the environment that causes the discomfort. This brings me to the last and the most important one on the list, which is self-imposed discomfort. The discomfort that you actively choose to put on yourself. And you may be thinking, why on earth would I intentionally put myself in a state of discomfort? And that is a question you should be asking yourself. What reward would be worth putting yourself in a state of discomfort? Human beings are shallow creatures. Left on our own, if we had no needs, we would not think twice before letting ourselves relax and enjoy life and absolutely do nothing with our time. However, the minute someone dangles a prize in front of us, a prize that is worthy enough, we will sacrifice all of our comfort to have it. If we think that the outcome of an uncomfortable action is valuable enough for the sake of our vanity, we will go through any measure of discomfort to obtain it. So what matters is not the nature of the discomfort itself, rather our expectations of the reward that lies on the other side. And although the idea of intentional discomfort may sound absurd, it is the only one that you can truly control and leverage in your favor. For example, you may go to the gym, not because you're sadistic and enjoy pain, but rather because you want to have a great body and you think it is worth going through the pain of workouts. Working out for hours is not a comfortable action, but the outcome is valuable enough for you to actively choose to go through the discomfort of working out. There are various kinds of discomfort that you can subject yourself to. Physical, emotional, interpersonal, and all of these will progress your life in different aspects. The possibilities of improvement through discomfort are endless. And if you don't know where to start, I'll give you an easy solution. Look at the comfort that you're seeking the most. That is the biggest insecurity that you can start working on. Say for example, you stay alone in your room most of the time because you're afraid of going out and making more friends. So what do you need to do? go out there and make more friends. It sounds very simple, but it is not easy to implement. And that is the whole point. If it were easy, you would have already had it. You know what you have to do to get what you want. It is not rocket science. To make more friends, you would have to go out and talk to more people. The only thing that will decide if you have what it takes is your desire. How much you value the outcome will determine how much discomfort you are willing to put up with. If you truly wanted to make friends, you would go through the discomfort of going out there and taking the action. If you truly wanted a nicer body, you would take the discomfort of working out. You already know what you have to do. The only question is, are you willing to do it? Because if not, then you're just lying to yourself and you don't really care about the outcome as much as you thought you did. Now, the most important part of this discussion. We went over a lot of different things how comfort is ruining your life, how you're responsible for your own misery, and how you can intentionally put yourself in discomfort to improve yourself. But one question remains unanswered. Is discomfort truly necessary? Well, 
No. Let me explain. Deliberate exposure to discomfort will absolutely jack you up into the person you want to be. But this truth assumes that you're not yet the person that you wish to be. Which means, if you are where you want to be in your life, you don't need to put yourself through discomfort. This means that whether or not you choose to leverage discomfort to your advantage to overcome certain fears that you possess, it is entirely up to you. If you feel content where you are, you absolutely do not need to put yourself through any more discomfort and just stay happy where you are. But if you've made it this far, I'm assuming you're not. And that does not mean that the choice of improvement should only be made if you hate yourself or your life. Rather, it should come to you naturally if you feel like you could do more with your life. Again, the idea is very simple, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. The act of putting yourself in discomfort requires strong intentions and willpower, which is why most people stay as they are their whole lives and die miserable, full of regrets. Their resolve to be better was not stronger than their fear of discomfort. And to that extent, I'll go as far as to say that if you don't take action to improve your life, you deserve to be miserable. But of course, you're better than that, aren't you? Thank you.